Hey, you're listening to Chimp Chat and Chill. This is the second part of our 2015 Top 10 list, as well as our Oscar picks for Best Picture. Be sure to like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and Periscope, Crown Chimp Films. Five. It sounds five. like that. No, you know. Five. Cinco. He puts a piece of yeah. no nation. So. Oh, I announced my. I said yeah, all the yeah, uh, <laughs> Maybe I wanted no. to do like a whole build up. I really, Maybe I wanted really to talk wanted about the to movie say first. And then say. So you be liking the beasts of no nation? Ter- what is that? What are you doing? Are you Italian? Are you Italian? Yeah. <laughs> is that yeah. what you're talking about? Isn't it an Italian film? Yes. No, I, I noticed that they say things like Slap with the, the current tense, the tense, like present tense yeah. and everything. So, yeah. But what did you do? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think I did a Jamaican accent. So, why do you think it was called Beast of Nation, by the way? <laughs> Can I just tell you my thoughts instead no. of answering your first, own? I want to know why you think it was called Beasts. Of no nation. Uh, because that's what the book is called that it's based on. Oh, okay. Okay. So let's talk, talk about why you like it. <laughs> okay. It's in Netflix. Uh, well, for Beast of No Nation, because it uh, follows these kids that they don't have a country. The, really cute kids. Yeah, the kids in here are great. They're uh, it's done by uh, Carrie uh, Fukunaka, who Love did uh, Jane Eyre, which is amazing, and then all of the first season of True Detective. Uh, he was the writer, director, Fantastic. and DP on this project. Jeez. Um, yeah. um, and Idris Alba is great in it, yeah, and the visuals really are, are really strong. Um, Although the, it bums me out that I think it was because of the whole Netflix release that it didn't, well, it's definitely because of Netflix release, it didn't get a big um, motion picture theatrical release as a result of that, because all the theater chains uh, boycotted it. Why is that? Because it was released at the same time streaming, and they're like, oh, we don't want to deal with that, you release with us That's- first. Uh, but more people should watch it. it yeah. It's just, it's, it's good. So Great. You have a film called Black Ass. Oops, Black Mass. It's number five. Talk about it. What is that? Actually, that's the title. It is Black Ass. Black <laughs> Ass. Yeah. Good movie. Um, we already talked about Beast of Donation. So what is... <laughs> I haven't seen it. What is Black Mass? Why do you like it? What is Black Mass? Black Mass is another crime thriller. Oh, gosh, who is the... I can't even think of the name of the... Uh, the bad guy right now. Whitey. Whitey. Lucky? No. No, no Whitey. 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 Bloger? Broger? Boston. Something. It takes place in Boston. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Bolger. Whitey Bolger. Whitey Bolger. Johnny Depp. Whitey Bolger. Johnny Depp. Does a fantastic job. Really good. Just embodying that character. Um, and the, the, the look. Oh, and it's got feel. Benedict Cumberbatch. <gasps> you should watch it. I totally am going to watch it now. <laughs> Did they show his butthole? Yes, and it's bleached. Oh, so good. So, to the movie's title, Black Ass, it's actually I feel quite so white. good about this. Okay, so it's got Joel Edgerton also. Yep. Kevin Bacon. Is he? Is Kevin Bacon in it? Apparently. Police Chief. Oh, that's right. How could you not recognize Kevin Bacon? So, I've never heard of this film, but it, um, uh, I'm down. Crime, drama. Uh, Johnny Depp just does such a fantastic job in that role. Um, and the makeup is fantastic. The way they aged him to... And, to make him actually so, look as ugly as the true character. I see character. that Benedict played William Bolger. Is he related to him? Brother. Brother, yeah. Brother. Okay. Is he doing uh, an American accent in it? Yes. Is that good for you? Boston. Boston. Okay. Yeah, Boston accent. Boston. Yeah. Boston. Okay. Boston. And he really nails that accent, too, which is really impressive. Huh. Huh. Good fucking movie. Just tight. Very classic. Very... Feels like a, a great 70s movie. Kind of. Nice. Yeah. 
I noticed that Nick has left the building. Yeah, Nick's yeah. done for the day. Oh, yeah. Nick okay. blacked out drunk on the floor. Okay, I think he's probably taking a shit. He, he probably purposely left so that he wouldn't have to hear my number five, which doesn't make sense. I have another horror film as my number five. Really? <laughs> Weird. Hey, Nick, my number five film is coming up. Yeah, guess what genre it is? It's a, it's not it is a horror comedy. Huh. <laughs> no, but this Warm is bodies. this is a great fucking <laughs> great fucking movie. Uh, what we do in the shadows. If you like, you know, Flight of the Concords humor, then you'll enjoy what we do in the shadows. It's got uh, the dude who plays Jermaine. He's <laughs> also named Jermaine. <laughs> Jermaine, yeah. Jermaine Clement. Yep. Um, it's also uh, got Taika Watiti, which, you know, it's a New Zealand film and um, probably got some, like, you know, Maori stuff going on with him. Maori. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, as all Scott Darby. <laughs> um, it's, it's really... Did anybody see What We Do in the yeah. Shadows? Yeah, I really, really liked it's it. very funny, if very cute. This year wasn't filled with so many great films, it probably would be on my top ten. Yeah, I mean, I, I really, really enjoy good. vampire movies. I like that genre. It's got some werewolves in it, you know, Werewolves. Yeah. It's 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 really it's just like silly yeah. humor. It feels like a fresh take on mockumentary style film. Yeah, yeah. It's I saw it at the loft. Um, really recommend seeing it while drinking beer. It's even funnier. Um, it's it's just like I have you know problems. you have alcohol problems, right, Drew? So um, maybe don't watch it while drinking beer. Maybe just on like I don't know, Adamant would work. Mm. You feel relaxed and watch it. Yeah, but. Um, it's a good solid five bananas. Um, Are these just wait. regular bananas? No, it's way more than five uh, bananas. Yeah. We're doing a ten to one. Yeah, you're the only Number one, who's one doing the banana is ten bananas. Based based yeah, but what type of bananas too? Banana. You've got to stick to our format here. Peter. Yeah, but you keep going down the list and you're like, it's number seven, therefore it's seven bananas. I know, but now I've changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares, so do whatever you want number to do. Number five what is what we do in the shadows, though? and I give it eight goddamn bananas. But it's number five? Period. I know. Okay. I, when are we using the runts, though? I don't have any rump bananas oh. on my list. <laughs> so like listen up. No What's your number bananas. five, Mike? Let's just move on. Everybody's tired of hearing my voice. What's, what's my number five? <laughs> um, my number five is The Revenant. All right. Um, honestly, you know, it was a story about revenge. Like, John Wick. Um, is it... <laughs> is that your movie? John no, Wick. No, no, uh, Revenant. No, no, no. Revenant. No, John Wick would be on I just on got there. excited. No, John Wick would That's be on there. That's 2014. But it's, the, it, yeah, but it's the same idea. I mean, it's simply a film about revenge. You know, I thought throughout the thing that things would, like, he would, his, the main character would change his ways and it would, he would, like, interact with people differently. But no, it was just 100% about him surviving yeah. to get revenge. And visually, it's one of the most creative uh, films I've seen. Um, the focal lengths for this movie, i.e. The, the lenses that they used, were all essentially wa uh, fisheye lenses. Yeah, it was like 14 and something yeah. stupid. It was uh, 14, <laughs> uh, six, uh, uh, no, four, uh, 13, 16, and <laughs> Sorry, 18. Sorry, I said anything. Or something like that. It was, it was only three focal lengths for the entire film. <laughs> And that meant that they had to have the camera really, really close to the characters at all the times, to the point where you actually saw breath and moisture 
being put onto the lens because you know, it's that was the breath they had left over from Titanic. Yeah, exactly. No, I know the <laughs> guy who true. did that too. I know no. the guy who did that visual effects. Do you? Yes, I do. Um, did he work on Birdman also? Because they did that in Birdman. No, he only, his name's Christoph. He's actually here. a Steadicam guy. He did Very the breath for uh, for Titanic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but no. So either way, um, yeah. No, I enjoyed. Uh, I really enjoyed the Revenant. The opening sequence is probably one of my favorite shots. I don't know where they, they pick this, this shot up, but it's just, I mean, this water flowing through the, this, these trees, going which way in that, you know, I mean, it was... They uh, held I, on I that know. shot for a long time. They, and they held, yeah, no, they, they did a lot of long, long shots, and uh, I just think that added to the character of the film, you know, because it sort of mirrored the, um, the main character's focus, you know, his mind was constantly on getting revenge. And whenever he had a break in his freaking hectic life in that film, he was always writing, this guy killed my son. Yeah, how could this you not have son. that on your mind for the rest of your life till it's resolved? You know, yeah. and I think they mirrored that in, in everything visually in the film, you know. So, no holds bar, plain and simple, like, like uh, Drew was talking about with, you know, Kung Fury just being fun. This was just 100%, <laughs> just... A revenge film. So, yeah. in short, Enjoy. The Revenant is a lot like Kung Fury. True. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> totally CG, too. Yeah. One, two, yeah. three, four, five is Hateful Eight. Wonderful piece of writing, snarky, stupid, in your face, <laughs> unapologetic. Dingus. Ridiculous. Everything, Ridiculous. Everything great that Quentin Tarantino does turned up. Uh, ultra yeah. stylized, uh, unapologetically stylized too, which I really loved. That's true. Um, that was the thing that's always sort of stuck with me with Tarantino and is that he does these things, but but not acknowledging that he's doing these things. Like he was like, "Fuck it, I'm making a a stupid, silly, over the top genre film. I'm gonna do it to 11. But why do, you, why do you think he is well the word "dingus" in there so much? Like honestly, let's I, be I serious. I think it was a comedy of it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, or it was improvised because <laughs> it's. It's I, don't was, or, I don't think it was or it's, or it's a period it correct Frank you read the script it might be period it might be a period correct Dingus and Johnson Dingus, I feel Dingus like Dingus is more of an 80s I, yeah I did too 1880s it, it stood out to all of us let's face it yeah, yeah it was but an I, I think odd it was supposed to on purpose yeah, yeah but I, I mean, don't know April why 8, I would like to know why it's a comedy absolutely it was so funny all of his films can be a comedy I think that was just embracing it that's where dogs isn't I thought it was funny that's fine Funny. Not as funny. Murphy Brown. Murphy Brown was, <laughs> yeah. was a comedy. I didn't know Murphy Brown was a comedy. Alright. So Next. number four, Nick. Okay. Um so this is where four, three, two, and one no excuse. Depending just show up. <laughs> Let me make my point. That on any day either one of these films could be my number one. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm just saying that all of these are all equal in my heart, and this is just the order that I gave as I had to do this list. Frozen. All right, motherfucker. All right, so what is it? my number Please four. Please reveal it. Are you sure you don't want to? Yeah. You don't want to ruin it. I am sure. All right. Uh, number four is uh, Sicario, which has already been mentioned a couple times on here. Uh, Okay. This is, uh, I mean, everything that you guys said, I totally agree. I think Mike had a really, really great summary of it that mm-hmm. I don't really know how I can add to it. I mean, I don't know how was gritty and stuff. Either. Everybody was really, really strong. <clears throat> I don't know why the fuck you guys all decided that I could not say what I wanted to say <laughs> about Sicario. You can. 
Let me see. According to what no, you no, 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 Sonia, go ahead and talk some more. Do you think this it, is what Sonia, Nick thought of Sicario. Smart but accessible. This is filmmaking. Says do you think Nick. there's dynamic characters? Dynamic characters. A gritty mm. story with a polished execution. Also, that Emily Blunt though. Oh, though. Only Dude, one other film was Dough. more. Dough. Su- oh yeah, I should have said that. Yeah, there was no. only one other film that was more suspenseful. Ooh. But y'all guys, that's a cliffhanger. Number three. That's a cliffhanger. Commercial break. So yeah. Frank, <laughs> Frankity Frank. Yes. Are you ready to talk more about Hateful Eight? Sure, why not? What did you like so much about it? Well, I love that um, it was a movie. Um, yes. Actually, I I want to really see it at home again because I felt like the road show was a shitty experience for me. Because, oh, and because we were there? Because um, <laughs> of the One company. of the many. Oh. No, actually... Um, because uh, I sat about sure. two feet away from the um, ultra wide screen. Yeah, we were there yes. to the right, to the right of the theater, uh, yes. to the right of the screen, ultra close, and watching the ultra wide movie was not really that great. Sometimes close and wide is okay. <laughs> Go on. I don't have anything else to say about it. Number four, I have another horror film. Yes, I will. Frank didn't like it. You don't it like follows? this? It follows. That was good. Mm. It was fucking good. Yeah. Really I good. haven't seen. That's such a cool soundtrack. I'm a big ass. That is like, big ass. I'm a big ass. You're a big but, ass. Um, <laughs> oh, I didn't say anything about Sicario's soundtrack. I loved it. Okay. Mm. Can we just? It's my turn, Nick. I'd rather listen to that. <laughs> no, no. The soundtrack in, in It Follows was really cool. Um, I really enjoyed that kind of '80s feel. Like it, it reminded me a little bit of Drive. <laughs> yeah. Just because it yeah. had that '80s soundtrack thing going on. Um, it was a different kind of concept. I understand like why maybe Frank didn't like it. It's got some stuff where you're like, really, like the pool scene. I could see why you're like, that's kind of goofy. Um, but I mean, it's not a typical horror film. It's very suspenseful. It's different. I love the way it looks. It didn't stick with one era whatsoever. It's its own thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you noticed, like, the, the one girl who has kind of, like, a clamshell, like, um, it's, Cell like, her little thing. reader. Yeah. Um, I mean, that doesn't exist. Yeah. You know, they just took stuff from all over the place. The wardrobe is super funky. It doesn't, it's, it it's like, they take stuff like from everywhere. It's like a weird fairy tale. Yeah, yeah. They, and, and that's, I mean, I think that's a great way it's to present kind of like drive feels like too right exactly drive to me is kind of a horror film as well and i love that it just like it puts you in this completely unknown era unknown space and time unknown town it takes you out of the element i'm not looking at there i'm looking at the levels (laughs) (laughs) it takes you out of the element of reality so that you can believe the story going on and i really love the whole kind of play on std i think that's really yeah, it well, just, I think... That's what it came down to. That's what, it's <laughs> no, what, what it comes down just, to is... No, I don't think it comes down to that, though. I think, yeah, the STD metaphor is right there on the surface, but I think there's sure. something else happening underneath oh, yeah. the film. It's not really a statement on yeah. safe sex or anything no. like that. It's just using it as a vessel, but I like that vessel. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Drew. All right, so, Mike, what's your number four? <laughs> oh, well, I wrote it down so you could see it. Okay, then let's read the it. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. Yay, yes, this comedy. No, oh, that, no, I thought that was a complete, I mean, the Golden Glo- I, I enjoy Best the Golden comedy. Globes, I think they're better than the Oscars, but what? that I thought. said no one ever. I, but I think <laughs> that the way that this thing got handed Best Comedy. Wasn't Spy nominated I mean, for a Golden Globe? Yeah. It was, okay. it was the fact that, like, you know, Ridley Scott came up on stage and was like, comedy, really? I thought that was, <laughs> I thought that was epic, but no. 
Honestly, you put Ridley Scott and you put him yeah, in... Yeah, it was in, epic, and he also was probably part <laughs> of the decision to submit it for comedy. Well, obviously. I mean, none of this stuff happens by accident. Yeah, like, so it's not like, like, oh my god, I can't believe we got it. Yeah. Oh, fuck you, you guys did it on purpose. Either way. you didn't think you could hang with the dramas. Either way, either way, either way. All I'm saying um, is that uh, I... What? The book is funnier. The book's also more technical. They, they, the book they, is way more technical. Yeah, it's they words. Spent, like, yeah. They spent, <laughs> I know. They spent a long actually, time going over I don't over know why I read it, but I did. Because it looks... Mars. Mars, Mars, Mars obviously. Yeah. Fuck all of you. <laughs> I'm not precisely sure on the shooting Mars? locations. Yeah. Um, all I know right, is that when you, when you mix Ridley Scott with a space film... The man has the formula down to present it. <laughs> That's it. And when you put Ridley Scott in a tub of water, he grows to eight times his original <laughs> size. It's not very good. I, okay, okay. okay. I'm, this is my number four. All right. I'm going to say that I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed watching it from beginning to end. I thought it was very creative. Compared to the book, I believe they scaled it down enough to where mass audience could yeah. enjoy it. I, the guy Visually, wrote the book basically to make a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. The book is so book, just like but, screenplay. Yeah, but the but the book is, is also way too technical, though. But the technical. book is also way it, too technical. It is very technical. There's the, um, a lot of detail about growing goddamn potatoes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I like the way they presented it. I thought Matt Damon's character was Matt fun. Matt Damon. And how he changed his name, you know, in the end, the depicting pirates in space. Awesome. Um, overall... <laughs> I have no idea what, what you're talking he about. Became, he became a space pirates? pirate. Remember? He no. colonized the planet, and he became a space pirate. I didn't see pirate. this movie. Maritime you didn't see it. Oh, you didn't it. see it. Oh, oh, my goodness. Well, then I'm just spoiling it. For it's you. like I'm Gravity sorry. meets Interstellar. No, 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 no. Gravity has nothing, <laughs> Gravity has nothing on this. All right, guys, listen. You know how everybody loves potatoes. <laughs> Gravity. That's, hey, that's all right. It's my number four. Stop shooting me down. I just enjoyed the hell out of it, and it's I, like I, I can watch Ireland it over and over again. On Mars. <laughs> all right, it's always fascinating okay. to me. They've wow. seen a lot of Mars movies. They never really talk about why it's actually. Man, great. you all have gone silly because, because of the because iron. Of, right, I know that. Because we know we found that out in second grade. No, probably. They're all just a bunch of Sith. So true. Number four. I'm very surprised. What is your number four? <laughs> number four is Star Wars is a fanboy. Okay. Um, Let's get into that. All right. <laughs> I would have enjoyed pretty much anything in that world thrown out there. Um, I didn't. I don't think I loved it as much as some of Doe did from the, the yeah. geek point of view because I wanted to see a lot more mythology, and I think J.J. Abrams could have done a lot more with the mythology and a lot more backstory. These are the I'm complaints that, that I've heard. Because that might yeah. be the reason why I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, I loved it, and, yeah. and they did they did a way great out job with yeah. it. But there's just so much. I feel at times they were just regurgitating everything they had. That, 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 that didn't of, bother me either. That didn't bother. But but there's so many things that that we could have right. brought in, and so many things that we could have explained um, yes. that didn't need. There were so many mysteries that were not unanswered because they're going to be answered later. Right. They were just like. Oh, there's Knights of Ren. Sure. Now yeah. there's things. Like, and here's the thing. He did that with Star Trek, but it was okay. You know what I mean? Because who, Less what Trekkie parts. is there's... as that in-depth with Star Wars? Right. And Star Trek, there's less moving parts. There's yeah. just, you know, these people's histories, bum, bum, bum. Right. But, but, you know, how the... Well, Star Trek's more about the philosophy of it and less yeah. about the world building. Yeah. Right. 
But it, it's yeah. like, how did the Ooh. Republic come from you the Empire, things. and then the <laughs> and then the rebels? Who are they really rebelling against? And I just I just wanted yeah. to see. I wanted to understand the world more. Did, did right. such an excellent job with with character building that I just wanted. So more the world. complaints. It's of... weird that so you put this as your number four though. Yeah, and but then the entire time though you just talked about that why makes, you don't like it. That makes uh, total sense though. I was only. Th- it, I I like you loved, wanted to put it. I, I wanted to put it oh, okay, as gotcha. no. Okay. Why it's not my number one is this defense yeah. is, okay. is why I thought Driver was fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, I thought they made some great art design choices. Not best art design and special effects of, of the year, absolutely. Um, and Adam Driver, weird, odd choice casting mm. that turned out so great. Daniel Craig, that Daniel Craig, <laughs> <laughs> probably the yep. best casting of so. all. I can understand that because this is what I was saying about, like, I've heard major criticism and I've heard major praise, and to fall in between really makes sense because as a fanboy and then as just, like, a person who enjoys films and entertaining films, there's totally different views on it. And if you're, like, a huge fan, I could see why you might be actually disappointed because of certain elements about it where it's it's just its own film. Right. You know? It takes some stuff, you know, where it hits on those heartstrings. But there's something as a huge fan lacking, and you don't want to really get into it. But you're just like, I'm going to let go and watch this movie and enjoy it. Because there's a hundred comic books that I've read <laughs> yeah. star- in the Star Wars universe. Sure. You, you know, Darth Maul doesn't die when he gets cut in half. He gets put onto a metal lower body that's like a giant spider. It, it's, you know, and he has just a brother. Shit. Yeah, and he has a brother. It's just, it's just shit, it's shit well, like that. Well, that... those films on their own, you have like, there's would, too many complaints right, to be able to get into. Garbage. But I mean, just, sure. just as a point of reference, there's such a, a robust world there that... Yeah. You really have to take Force Awakens and just be like, this is its own it's thing. Great. Yeah, it's great. As, Don't yeah. just judge it once all three of them have yeah. Yeah. That's true, too. Yeah, that's because very if you look true. at it individually, mm-hmm. very true. it's kind of like, I'm not sure yeah. what to do with I think they absolutely had right. to do the thing where it's so based off of the first uh, one, A New Hope, yeah. in order to bring people in and then start setting up the mm-hmm. next batch. Yeah. Now, if number two follows the exact same beats as yeah, Empire, then I it's like, okay, now we have an issue. But I don't think that's going to yeah. happen. Right. I agree. At all. I wouldn't really have a problem with that. You know, it's kind of like people kind of compare the Lord of the Rings trilogy where you got your setup, you got your major action film in the second one, which is the best one, and mm-hmm. then you got your conclusions. I'd be fine if it followed that kind of formula. And that, that, that's fine in terms of, like, big broad strokes, but Force Awakens is pretty close to A New Hope, almost story beat for story okay. beat, mm-hmm. which is totally fine. I'm completely on board with that idea. Yeah. Maybe one of you guys could explain it to me why Kylo Ren was able to hold a blaster in midair and then goes on to get his ass kicked Drew actually by. Has a, we have a conversation. Get his ass kicked by a girl who had barely no learned the force. Idea she had the force. He's not a force well. yet. And, and, and a stormtrooper who... Yeah. yeah Drew I thought that was odd. About this afterwards. Because that really bothered me. That bothered me too that she picked up on it yeah. so well, fast. Theory, you guys. I want to hear it. I really do. Well, first of all, that's, that's uh, Ben Kenobi's daughter. Just so you know, right? Is that right? Yeah. Is that okay? And and it comes out that the entire nine series. Yeah, you got it on old. I know the entire nine series arc is about the Kenobi family, not the Skywalker Ah. family. Is that your theory? That's what I'm pretty sure is happening. But but I think when we were talking about initially, it was like the idea that there's there's only so much force, (laughs) and Adam Driver's Kylo Ren had been using a whole bunch of it, and no one else is walking around with it, and so now all of a sudden. Uh, Ray shows up and she starts doing a bunch of stuff with it. Was that your thought? <laughs> like ordering around Daniel Craig. Um, well, the the 
this, this could be an hour-long conversation, but the Sith Force is based <laughs> is on either hatred podcast. or anger or it's, rage. Yeah. Right, game. This is going to yeah. delve. Okay. All right. So, oh, hey, are we on three? three? Yeah, we just said four. Three. three. Four oh. So, three. Again. again, you're showing your ath- athlete side. So, yeah, my number three is Foxcatcher, which yes. came out at the end of 2014, but I saw in theaters at the yeah. beginning of 2015. It's technically so. a 2015 release. We saw yeah. that, right? <laughs> I think we did see yeah, that together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, buddies it. and bros um, saw a bonding wrestling. So this is this is from one of my favorite filmmakers, Bennett Miller, who okay. did Capote, did Moneyball, ah, and you know, I wrote down this note that he he somehow found this way to make incredible film out of things that should not be interesting to look at. Uh, you know, Capote, you're talking about the world of journalism. Moneyball, you're talking about the not the world of baseball, but the world of front office baseball. And Foxcatcher, you're talking about wrestling, which is not a terribly interesting thing to watch. Uh, and and he's, uh, he's each time has been able to make them completely watchable and engaging. And the thing that I, I really loved about this film was the tone and the suspense of it. The, you know, if you knew anything about the uh, DuPont story, you knew how it was going to end. And the whole film was just building up to this single gunshot. And you're just waiting for that to happen. You're watching this family unravel. And you're watching this mind unravel throughout the journey. And, and the Mark Ruffalo, Ruffalo who, transformed. Yeah. yeah. And you see all that happen. And, you know, Mark Ruffalo, who is always fantastic in everything he's in. This this one, I can't believe he didn't win yeah. the uh, the Oscar last year, last year for Supporting Actor. I mean, it was... Such a quiet, understated performance. But yeah. timing is the only reason. I think. Yeah, maybe. Did you see uh, Prince of Pennsylvania, the documentary on Netflix? No, I haven't watched that yet. But I mean, I, very interesting. I mean, it, it's 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 Foxcatcher. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty aware of the whole Dupont thing and everything that uh-huh. happened with it. I want to watch the documentary, see how. You know, I know they changed some things, some timeline stuff in Foxcatcher. The yeah. murder happened, I think, 15 years later or something along, along those lines right. that they condensed it. Uh, Oh, this is just the movie is just pure atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. a good choice. It was awesome. And you, you know, you wrestled. So yeah, you and I, get that you know, world. I uh, I wrestled, so I related to that. And you know, if I'm being honest, it's kind of everything that I want to do as yeah. a filmmaker is in that film and the uh-huh. just the sort of unsaid things that are happening there and the strange power dynamics right. that are at play. And you know, it's a it's a relatively simple story, but it's the tonal things that yeah. are making, elevating it to the next level. The guy level. is basically a, a sociopath. Yeah. And everybody just kind of knows it, but they don't want to say anything Thanks. because, like, with their wrestling careers, there's no other way to possibly make money. Yeah, and they show that very early on. I mean, yeah. you can be, you know, one of the best in the entire world, and you're not going to make any <laughs> money at it because it's fucking wrestling. Who wants to watch that? Yeah. yeah. All okay. right, Frank. Yes. Let's get back to Star Wars. Well, we've talked well, about both you of you tied already, with so. Beasts of No Nation, so if you want to talk about Beasts of No Nation, well, do we're it. Well, so which would you rather talk about? <laughs> <laughs> now, let me just ask you quickly, okay. how long did it take you to get through Beasts of No Nation? Did you watch it in one go, or no, did it take you a while? I started watching it, and I felt like it was a little slow, but it might have just been when I was watching it, so, I mean. What do you mean? I was, it was, that was a thing that they could. <laughs> what? 
That's how I usually watch. Movies. You're watching Lobster Tube and Beast of Nation at the same time. <laughs> Which Lobster is, by the tube. way, Lobster Tube. Is Lobster terrific. Tube run oh, out. Oh my god. Terrific. I did not Little Striker got you all excited. Tube. Yeah, what? and then uh, I had a conversation with <laughs> I'm you. I'm glad I could share that with you guys. I really really appreciate it, Mike. Kind of turned me on to the, uh, to the movie at the time. Nick. He tur- uh, so Nick turned you on. He turned me on. I was watching it. As I am I could not finish it. Nick turned me on. He could, you could not finish it. able to finish Oh, you were able to finish all right, I think that's well, enough. Um, my number three, which I don't know if any of you saw, even though I kept badgering some of you to watch it, is another horror film. Yeah. Del Toro <laughs> was all over this movie, huh? It's called Goodnight Mommy. It's fucking good. I think it is up for a foreign-nominated Oscar. Um, so it's an Austri- Austrian film, so it's all in German. When I saw it, I downloaded it illegally, so I saw it with Portuguese subtitles. So I didn't understand any fucking thing that was you going the on. Whole thing? It was still good. Like, it was that good <laughs> that you could still really enjoy it and not know what they're talking, what they're saying at all. Like Mein Kampf. Yeah. <laughs> it's really haunting, atmospheric, it has like vicious torture, <laughs> and it's got a twist. Um, but it's just, it's actually a really <sighs> beautiful film, too. It's got, um, uh, Goodnight Mommy is. Um, it's about these little twin boys, yeah. and yeah, already yeah, too gross. scary. That's what I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's um, they ha- their mother has gone through extreme plastic surgery and has these bandages on her face, and they start to feel like it's not their mother, that she's an mm, imposter. That, yeah. So it's very it yeah. it creeps you the fuck How out. The kids? They're about maybe nine or ten. Uh. Yeah, and you know, little twin blonde kids are creepy enough. They're like children of the damned. Yeah. And just add to that, like very little dialogue, lots of just kind of the kids running around, and eventually they start um, just torturing the mother. So it is a. Oh what? Yeah, that's, it's that's it's a awful. really it's like a very. <laughs> yeah, Mike uh. just did. The snap formation in living color style. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe I need to see this movie. But I recommend everybody check it out uh, if you like really creepy, yeah, subtle horror. It actually is subtle, even though I'm saying it sounds really bizarre. Um, it's it's a beautiful film. I think you'll appreciate the cinematography in it too. Also, Dogtooth, worth mentioning. Yeah, in in that same vein. Oh yeah. Um, it does kind of sound a little bit the way you're describing, it, like yeah. Dogtooth. I would agree with that. If you're afraid of children, I guess. Yeah, well, Dogtooth is just. Like uncomfortable to watch. It's, like, oh, it's uncomfortable, but it's good. I really um, liked it. Yeah, I mean, it's still it feels satisfying, yeah. you know. Um, so it's not. I mean, there's certain scenes in films you'll always remember where you're like, I'm so uncomfortable, I just want to get up and leave. It to me, it doesn't have that, but it's almost there. Nice. Yeah. So never had that. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> so Mike. Your number three is Mission Impossible? Rogue Nation. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Let's talk about it. Well, I mean... Uh, well, good I'm for just, you, Mike. I'm just, just going to reiterate my philosophy feel. is, you know, if, if I really enjoy the movie, if I can watch it multiple times, then it's a hit with me. Yeah. You know, I have, I have no qualms about watching Mission Impossible any time of day. It's absolutely enjoyable. I'll say that it felt like... Is that a challenge? I'll watch it any time of day. I don't even care. Yeah. Five (laughs) o'clock? Nine o'clock? Mission Impossible watching time. Am I on? Is this the one set in Dubai? uh, It goes goes all over the place. Primarily... Rebecca Ferguson, though. The one that just came out this year. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, It's good. A 2015. 
It felt like, I mean, you know, a lot of these felt like, I mentioned Bond going back to its roots and stuff like that. Mission Impossible felt like this went back to its roots. Um, Will Turner's calling. Hey! Should we answer? Hi, Will! Hey, Will! Hi, Mike! Hey, guess what? Nick, Drew, Frank, and Sonia are here. Hi, Nick. Hi, Will. Hi. Hey, Will, what was your favorite movie of 2015? Mad Max. Mad Max. All right. Hey, Will, why is your profile picture you blowing Mike? (laughs) Hey, Will, why did you like Mad Max so much? It was just fun. It was just a nice, fun film. I agree. It it was very distracting, and it it took you away into another world, and, and you were at the edge of your seat until it ended. That's a pretty good summary. Yeah. Hey, okay. that's why he's an amazing cinematographer. He is. Because he likes Mad Max. Hey, but, I like um, this. <laughs> I have to chime in on uh, an opinion for the movie here. I'll give you a call back in just a second. No, you don't. Right. You can take time. All right. Talk to you later. All right. So that's Will Turner, <laughs> another person who works with the chimps, who goes back a long time with the chimps, and he's a cinematographer. So there you go. All right. Yeah, we all love Will. Now, where did we, where did we leave off? Some you just finished talking yes. about <laughs> yes, Mission ta- Impossible. Yeah, so Mission Impossible. Okay, fun. so it's Drew's yeah. turn, right? All right, yeah. I'm going to go make a quick phone call. Who are you going to call? Who are you going to call? I'm going to call Will back. What? Oh, Squeeze one off. Uh, oh, cool. I get to talk about Mad Max for a second. Yeah. Everybody fucking movie. Uh, I am a huge fan of, of world building, and I oh, think Mad Max did a better job of that than... Everyone, um, <laughs> ever. ever. What about um, the real world? No, then God. <laughs> actual the, world the, the actual world of Mad, the world of Mad Max is better than the actual world. Um, just down to every little detail of art direction and, and the vehicles and the weapons and uh, the architecture and are just so immersive um, that I. I loved it. And so little CG, too, which I really, really enjoyed. I, I love CG. Don't you get do. me wrong. I do. I think, it's, I think it's an art form. It's great. I mean, look at Ex Machina. But um, I love the fact that there was no, not very little CG in Mad Max. They, they built that fucking guy shooting yeah. flames. Those are real flames coming out of the guitarist. <laughs> yeah. Great. Just, just great. And, um, and he's actually, in real life, married to one of the brides. By the way, oh, okay. little trivia. Okay, uh, and plus, I am a huge, huge, huge Tom Hardy fanboy. I think he's <laughs> excellent. I think he did a great job. I think he is our our generation's, you know, Brando. Mel, Mel Gibson. Not maybe not Brando. Um, I don't know if he's Brando's not as good as Tom Hardy. Best actor of all. I mean, he's, um, Brando laid the groundwork for <laughs> what Tom Hardy is doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and, and, I, and I think some. I think some yeah, people. To absolutely. a point, Brando laid the groundwork. To for a all point, of and then Marlon Brando acting. didn't give a fuck anymore. And I feel like Tom yeah, but Hardy will watch, always give watch a fuck. Streetcar. He didn't watch do it on waterfront. Watch. He didn't do it on purpose. No, he didn't do it on purpose. Brando didn't do it on purpose. He just all modern acting is based on what Brando did. Brando. There's nobody before Marlon. Brando in the 50s, nobody um, came out in the 40s, not 30s, the, not, or 20s. Not the style of acting not like that. Yeah, I don't know if Tom Hardy takes all of his skills off of Brando. No, I'm not saying. I'm saying every all modern performances are based on what Brando was doing. I'll That's say, with sad. the exception of somebody like um, Jack Lemmon. 
Like Jack Lemon. <laughs> yes, Jack Lemon. Um, <laughs> with the uh, of uh, Basic Instinct. Um, <laughs> I think is the only real exception <laughs> to that. Yeah. Is uh, no, but I, I don't think Tom Hardy is the greatest actor of all time or anything. But I think he's I got that. You could say anybody is that. Right. Yeah. Right. I think he's got that great combination of watchability, charisma, toughness relatability, vulnerability, and he portrayed all that in Mad Max, which yeah. made it even more enjoyable to watch this incredible world they built. To see Tom Hardy is like, he's every man, but he's every man that you want to, like, be. You know, he, he's, he's a really, really, he's a heightened version of everyone and everything, so. So, didn't you at least enjoy his performance in The Revenant? Um, yeah. Oh, Yeah. Because I thought it was one of his best. I didn't finish The Revenant, so uh, I don't... I got too... I literally got too bored. Something was going high. on with you that night. I'm, I may have... <laughs> I'm, honestly, I may have just been super high. I think that's what so it was. I maybe, think I said that again. to you, maybe and I'll I think t- you need to try it again. All right. All right. I'll try it again. But I didn't even know Tom Hardy was in The Revenant. <laughs> <laughs> Are you fucking Are you kidding serious? me? No. I did Holy it. shit. Did you I'm, even get past the, like, the opening I, stop, I stopped out to a fucking bear. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is bullshit. I well, get it. Tom Hardy, his character is so... Like, he is completely different than anything you've seen him in. I mean, it's hard to... Even, like, a few times, even though I knew it was him, I was still like, is that Tom Hardy? Right? Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Number two's spot... Right. Oh. Uh, no, all right. Number two, spotlight. <laughs> Cat's out of the bag. What's Spotlight Cats Out of the Bag? Spotlight Cats Out of the Bag. It's uh, an animated uh, claymation film. Sounds great. Yeah, I... Um, I think you're the only one of us have seen Spotlight. Yeah, I caught it... I caught it actually on New Year's Day of this of 2016, okay. but you said I could fly oh, yeah. and put it to 2015. Yeah, um, it is a 2015 film. Yeah. So, it's the story of the Boston Globe, I believe, uncovering the... Uh, child sex abuse scandal within the Catholic Church. And the... Bonerville. Yeah. Right? Yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> as a former altar boy, absolutely Bonerville. <laughs> uh, so, what, what's really interesting about this film, though, is it does nothing showy at all. Hmm. There is no spectacle to it all. There's no high drama. There's, there's just nothing that you would expect from you know, something so... Obviously, dramatic. I haven't seen it. Is it similar at all? I'm going only on the trailer. Is it similar at all to the feel of Zodiac? No, okay. no. Zodiac is, showy. I would say, is very showy, okay. very suspenseful compared to. This okay. is more in line with like um, all the presidents, man. Okay, it's so just, it's really realistic. Yeah, very realistic, and okay. you have people like Rachel McAdams and Michael Keaton, the Ruffalo, and the Gruffalo, who are the all just playing Gruffalo. like they're just playing normal people. And the story is just, the, the writing is just really, really strong. And is it based on a true story yeah, of Boston Yeah, it's absolutely, yeah, okay. it's based on that. Are and they the, the people They're investigative that... journalists who are trying to uncover what happened. Okay. And it's, essentially, they start off finding that one priest has molested somebody, and they start investigating that, and then they realize that's this huge epidemic, mm-hmm. and it's like 6% of all priests are involved in some form of pedophilia. And it's everything that goes into that. And you just you just get gripped by it. I mean, the camera is never... You know who crazy. else got gripped? <laughs> gripped. Gripped. <laughs> Little boys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's, you know, it's appalling and it's all of those things, but it is, uh, it's just a fascinating watch. Cool. Okay. 
Um, so, Frank, what was your number two of 2015? Yeah. Southpaw. Southpaw. Um, Antoine Fuqua, one of my favorites. Hey, another film with uh, Rachel McAdams. Yes, Rachel McAdams, Jake Gyllenhaal. Who is the cutie? Oh, Whitaker. Oh, oh. oh, this yeah. is that boxing so movie where the trailer showed everything yeah. that happens. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Except for the feels. It, has, it does not quite as Dude, much as Creed. I'm surprised. It looked bad. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Um, I always enjoy. Uh, I, I enjoy. Uh, what? It's number two on your list. It's two wasn't on his bad. list. It wasn't bad. Well, remember it was my all list. Right. My, my list just went off the top of my head. So, yeah. so it's not necessarily in order. Okay. Who knows how many bananas he actually gave? All right. I would give it eight bananas. What? Yeah. Give it eight. That's it true too. Two. That's yeah. true too. I don't like bananas, so take that for what it's worth. It doesn't matter. Um, All right, so Rachel McAdams, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Um, it looked really typical, so tell me how it wasn't. Yeah. Well, I would say because I am a boxing aficionado. You are. And a boxer. Um, and, and a boxer. I'm always intrigued. <laughs> I was intrigued by the way um, boxing is represented. Um, no, me The styles oh, that they me use, uh, oh. techniques that they use for camera work. Um, how they represent each fighter um, to cater to the, the fighter's particular style, his, um, where he's located, you know, um, you know, in the country because every part of the country has a different style of fighting. Um, the camera work was uh, was really neat. I was expecting it to be something like Rocky, where yeah. you know, because of the style of fighting that Jake Gyllenhaal had, and it was what style was um, it? Is there a name for just it? Just a, a come forward slugger type, um, wow. which. It wasn't nearly as dramatic as, as Rocky was, um, but I think I think that the strongest performance was actually with uh, with the little girl. Yeah, that little girl. She was just heart. so charming and so lovable and really really cute, um, and that was who uh, he was really trying to win back after his wife. And you know, I think that's kind of what makes it different, though, Frank. Is that it wasn't it was about his quest to get his daughter back in his life more so than anything else. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, you know, it's uh, it ultimately is him going in, you know, the big end fight, but it's really about the story with him and his daughter. Yeah. It's just a really heartwarming story. Father, daughter. Heartwarming. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Uh, so now my number two. My uh, number two. <laughs> <laughs> that was my number two. All right. Oh, meet that two. My number two is oh, The yeah. Revenant. It's a true two. It's a true two. I got nine bananas on The Revenant. Um, I am not a Leonardo DiCaprio fan. Is Dom Hall Gleason in this? Dom Hall Gleason is in it. Yep. You know what? Um, it's it's just a whatever role. Oh, um, he's honestly, a captain, isn't he? He's captain. Yeah, but he it's, my captain. it's not. He's not in it a lot. He's not a huge part of it. He's just <laughs> kind of somebody who needs to be there to drive the story forward. <laughs> um, it's bloody. It's brutal. It's dark. It's got crazy action sequences. Crazy. I feel like it is beautifully artistic just like um birdman like you don't i think you know you could just sit and watch on a view but um man i was blown away by the revenant um if mad max hadn't come out in 2015 easily would have been my number one yeah can't wait all righty then all right mike number two force awakens star wars force awakens get into Um, it bro so yeah no um well, uh, what can I say about Force Awakens? I had a blast watching it. It was basically a repeat of New Hope. It was a reunion tour. 
You know, I mean, that's essentially <laughs> that's what, what it was. Called you know, it. Star mean, Wars a reunion tour. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, they're, they're passing the torch to the next generation. Um, I thought it was fun. I liked the way that he planted the setting, the feel of the film in the past uh, generations, uh, like humor and context and look. You know, um, who's I, he? Uh, Abrams. <laughs> you know uh, how he. The humor was definitely very much indicative of the original trilogy. This was, there were times um, it was like genuinely funny. Yeah, yeah. and oh, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I felt that uh, it was a great. It was, I mean, it was just a lot of fun to watch. You know, I was in the middle of a freaking western film shoot. We showed up randomly and went to the theater, and I had a blast watching it. Uh, I liked the way that they had two lens sets. For the rebellion and for the uh, hmm. for the empire, as far as like the, the 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 lenses that they used for the first order were ultra sharps to make everything look very harsh, crisp, you know, no holds mm-hmm. bar. And the other lenses, which the names of them I forgot, they used for the rebellion people to have a softer, more washed out look to it. Hmm. So uh, to you know cool. invoke that feeling of you know a little bit more. Uh, dreamlike-esque, if you will. Um, I'm glad... Yeah, Will printed that out for me. I was on my birthday when I went to the film. Um, okay. And <laughs> the last thing I'll say is that uh, I'm excited to see the, the future ones that are coming out, but I'm not worried about as far as whether they follow canon as far as comics and you know novels. miscellaneous films and stuff like that, and novels. Uh, <laughs> though I've heard that he is going to... The downside is that um, Down syndrome. The no. downside is that Warner uh, Disney has apparently said that they're going to release one Star Wars film every year until it's no longer profitable to continue the franchise. So never. Yeah. So, so that's great. So forever. Uh, you really posing it. Yeah. <laughs> well, because they're doing really the, the, the core <laughs> trilogy, and then they're doing like the they're doing Rogue, Rogue, Rogue Squadron early. On uh, solo and then some other dumb stuff. There you go. Oh, now I'm not. We're taking uh, selfies. This oh, makes so for great radio. Yeah. Mike, <laughs> it really does. Yeah. You so, did it earlier. Yeah, Mike, I have one question. Talking, What's so. your question? You're really looking forward to the next one. Yes. What happens if you die before it comes out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what happens then? If I die, then I will at least remember and have Empire. That's true. All right. That's a good answer. I didn't mean the question. I'll always have Paris. It's a very yeah. good answer. I'll have Empire. So, Drew. I thought they smelled bad. Yes. Drew, this is awesome. My number two, Anomalisa, yeah. is a Chuck Kaufman movie. I don't know you've seen this yet. Um, and it is, is it? pretty much... Yeah, it's at the lock. Um, oh, fuck. I didn't see it at the lock, but it's at the lock. Sure. It's, it's yeah, pretty it much a Let's 90... Let's all go. Uh, it's... 70 minute whatever it is meditation on the horrendous banality of life which is kind of oh. all which is, which is, which okay. is great um, especially it's right up your alley it really is just just in captured everything of a a middle class white person in a in a job the same job every day could ever feel and then it makes it you know, magical and like every child of thing is. So, That's horrible. check it out. It's uh, uh, 
I guess the only really good animated movie that came out this year. Inside yeah. Out. Um, Inside, oh, Inside Out. Out. Which I didn't see. Oh. Uh, it, was, it was close to making but my it, what, It was really good. Yeah. Is it, it was on my animated time. or is it stop motion? I, I think it's, I think it's, it's stop compu- motion, right? I think it's computer animated to look stop motion. Oh, really? Okay, but, huh. that makes sense. Because I've never seen anything quite dragged. like it. Yeah. The, the dude's voice is the, you know him from everything. But yeah, anyway. What? Moving, moving on. Who, who would that be? Um, Tarantino. <laughs> I'll look it up. <clears throat> anyway, moving on. We are at number uno. All right. So uh, my number one, everybody has already talked about it. Uh, so yeah, you know the the thing about this film for me wasn't so much about being able to dissect it the way that we've already done it today in terms of the filmmaking or the fan mythology or anything like that. To me, it was just it was one of the best cinematic experiences that I've been a part of. Uh, that I've been able to witness since The Force Awakens. You know, you think to your childhood and all of that type of stuff, and the first time hearing the the Star Wars intro theme come in and you see the scroll happen, and it's just like, fuck, this is, like, just one of the coolest moments it's ever surreal. in life. Like, yeah. it's just such a great feeling. Um, you know, all the thoughts about Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley and all the things J.J. Uh, Abrams did. Uh, I'm just which is all great. I'm putting that aside. Just as a pure emotional film experience, this was one of the tops of my life. Yeah. Did you see it with a crowd? Yeah. Yeah, so we saw it on... Was there a lot of reactions? Opening day. Yeah, big, yeah, I love uh, that. big so, crowd. I'm that makes a, IMAX 3D. That makes just, a big difference yeah, because I have fun. friends that were like, I want to skip the crowd and they ended up seeing it like weird hours. You know, like oh, 6 yeah. I'm glad I saw it with the crowd. Me too. I did the waiting in line and Me all too. that stuff. I so. insisted on seeing it with a crowd because I thought that was the best experience yeah. to really enjoy it with like kids and you know people who saw it and uh, were more my age who like I saw the first Star Wars when I was three years old and I mm. still remember it <laughs> you know I couldn't read and my brother was reading off the, the you know letters that, mm. that ran across um, so yeah it was it, it's super emotional um, it's a super yeah, emotional it's just hard not to be I mean it's just such a part of our yeah. culture and, and, yeah right so I could see why that would be a number one um, I just got weird when people started complaining and I felt a little like I got pretentious yeah and I, I, I get <laughs> all of those complaints and if I were yeah. able to look at it beyond the emotional part of it sure I absolutely agree with most of it yeah. but it's like you just how often you get that type of experience Never you know, once or twice in your entire lifetime in terms of yeah. film type experiences. Oh, that's true. And I can like, think I'm just of grateful to under been five able to experiences. Have that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I actually can't even think of them off the top of my yeah. head. Yeah. There's Pulp Fiction was actually a really big um, theater experience for me. Uh, the Fountain was really big for me. The yeah. Fountain? Yeah. People reacting? Jurassic no, no, Park. no, no. Just being Jurassic in the Park. Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. Jurassic Park. I'm thinking of like theater experiences. Yeah. I, I, applauding and... Oh, I was just, just seeing a film in uh, a theater... The ones that like really had a huge impact. Yeah, about the me. things that you're allowed you saw in the yeah. theater. Yeah. I okay. Agree. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I still fight love in theater. Yeah. All right, Frank. Frankie. What was your number one? My number one is Creed. All right. Um, boxing movie. A boxing. Boxing. I only had two on there, so uh, take that. Well, well before we started Most doing this, we were, kind of Frank sp- did make us watch a whole bunch of. Uh, Boxing huh. fights and Frank does <laughs> have make us watch it. We're enjoying the shit. Frank out of has it. a theme, like this, so. I appreciate that. You manly, have you have stuff that you like. Yeah. Manly, it's aggressive, boxing, and you in your throat, beards, you in your nuts, kind of gay. Uh, yeah. yeah, and gay. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I like Creed because uh, Ryan Coogler was able to stay faithful to the universe of Rocky and bring something very different um, in, the, in the Creed storyline. I wasn't, uh, I would have never thought to explore that idea of his, of, uh, of Apollo Creed's son. Um, and uh, it was really authentic to the, to the characteristics of boxing, um, the training methodologies they use, um, as well as the the uh, shooting style, um, the steady cam work that was done in the ring felt very, very real. Um, out of all the box movies I've seen, I've seen them all. So, For me, I saw Creed, and I, I've, uh, I really enjoyed it. I mean, not my top ten just because I had horror films to throw in there, but I um, appreciate everything you know about it. Thought it was a really great film. Um, there was one fight in particular, and I can't remember the guy he was fighting that I enjoyed uh, the most besides the finale. What they did in this movie that haven't done in a lot of boxing, they use real boxers. Um, virtually all of the fighters that were in it were all real fighters. Sense. Yeah. So um, that lent a, a great deal of authenticity to the, to the punches. Mm -hmm. um, and knowing that uh, Michael B. Jordan was even subjected to getting hit to, make, to, to sell mm -hmm. the punches was really, really cool. Because yeah. um, that really sold it for me. And plus was... Scott Staff was amazing. Uh, Sylvester Stallone, awesome. Mm -hmm. I thought he was great. Yeah. He's, you know, I hate when people say well, underrated, but he is. Yeah, yo, I mean, Adrian. Yeah, people think yo, Adrian, whatever, but he's a really he's fucking a good actor. Good actor. No, and it depends on the too. film, like Copland. Copland oh, he's man. Great he's so good. Like, he, he really. He's um, figured out he can make more money and that makes more yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> right. expendables. I, mean, I mean, you can't fault the guy for going yeah. down the business route. I mean, it's, it's cool that he can yeah. be a dramatic actor and yeah. a, an action actor, you yeah. know. If you can put him in a little one inch area, he's really great. Yeah. That's and true. he's okay everywhere else, but he, yeah. he does have a sweet spot that he's very good. When, right. when Rocky first came out, people were like, holy shit, is this guy the next Brando? Yeah. And then it just turned out, oh no, it's just him. But, <laughs> but he was great in that area, and right. I think he stayed true to that. What is the film with Tom Hardy um, where he is his brother and Nick Nolte is their dad? Oh, oh Warrior. Oh, man. Warrior, Warrior. Yeah. Fucking love War. that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Nick Nolte did a, a fantastic oh, yeah. fucking job. You want to talk about a movie with feels. Yeah, Ugh. seriously. <laughs> the scene where his dad is fucking wasted in the and hotel room. And he's listening room. to uh, Moby Dick. Oh, man. And he goes and he just decides to comfort him in the hotel bed. Yep. That got to me. Yeah. I was like... Oh, he just so breaks down. So I love anything with a father and son element, and that that was like pure. <laughs> anything, huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> Drew and I have a movie for you. <laughs> father and son and brothers, man. Like Frank and I have a movie. The for reason you. I, <laughs> the reason I love that element is because um, men don't talk a whole lot about their feelings, and when I see in a film that particular very profound unspoken mm. thing shown and portrayed, it is so personal and so deep. That it's just beauty. You yeah. know? It's like human art. It's, it's just pu it's just pure art. That's interesting that you say that. It, mu it must be more challenging to access that as a woman yep. of that sort of weird feeling without saying it thing that guys do. Like yep. I, I, I'm a you know who the fuck cares? I, I don't I don't count on either side, so mm -hmm. I I see both sides of it. But guys do have that very yeah. very real like um, emotive thing, and and film lets you understand yeah. that. Films like yeah. once you see that, and that's a really beautiful yeah. thing. I mean, you hold a shot just a little bit longer, and it's like, oh, what what yeah. is happening there with that person? Is there the converse of that? Maybe maybe like the Notebook, 
that that gives men an insight into how women view relationships. You know what? You can get an insight into how women feel every fucking day. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Just, just quiet for 30 seconds. And it's okay, that's... Text. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, right. We will tell you. <laughs> Way too often. All right. All right, Sonia, what is uh, your dumb number one choice? <laughs> Come no, on. I'm just kidding. You it's, know what? It's a great film. You understand. I just didn't emotionally connect to it. Yeah. But I, I, I do get that it's the, so, probably the best film of the year. Best film of the year to me, and maybe we'll even see it in the Oscars. Who knows? Mad Max. Um, and the thing is, I'm a big fan of the Mad Max films from The Road Warrior. You know, Mad Max. Um, I, I love the, the first three. They're badass. It's a childhood thing, not to the extent of Star Wars or anything like that. But, you know, the same director. Yeah. How old is the guy? Yeah, like Come on, man. <laughs> Nobody, cool. even half his age, is doing that mm-hmm. fucking much. Like, I didn't know what to expect going into it. Since I love Mad Max, you know, Mel Gibson as Mad Max is the shit. I love Tom Hardy, but I was like, eh, he's not no Mad Max. When I went to see it, I, I didn't know what to expect. I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. Like... The action sequences are out of control. Yeah. Like this I can't. Really yeah. Best action. Like, can you imagine somebody coming up to you and being like, "This is what I want to do, yeah. director. I, I'm gonna have do. The... Yeah, I'm gonna have dudes on fucking poles. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna have this. I'm gonna have that. I'm gonna have this. My wardrobe. Like, can you imagine having that vision and actually making it to the screen? A hundred percent. Um, it had everything. Um, flaming I, guitars. Yeah, flaming guitars. And oh, yeah, it was one of those films I had to go and see again in the theater. Yeah. Not, not three times, not five times, twice. Yeah. Um, not to play back in our day, but that may be just a little bit of, of the divide that, that I was I was 12 when I saw Mad Max. Mm-hmm. And so it's fucking awesome in my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nick was... I have, I have no relationship. So he hasn't seen it. Oh, so, okay. I mean, so I, I for us, it's, yeah. That's me. Solid. That's like, why Road Warrior right. was like. Yeah. That's why you don't have the emotional co- connection that, that was, we do. That's the original yep. steampunk right there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so fucking cool. Yeah. yeah it, w- it was. You know, it's this weird Australian. It was an independent film. It was unlike anything else that was out at that time. So to see it brought to life, but with a budget. <laughs> and then done well, yeah. it was just like a dream come true. So I was so happy to see it um, pumped up to that level and beyond. And then to see, like, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name, the original bad dude again, mm-hmm. playing a bad guy again. <laughs> yeah, and he Rep looked Tarn. like, and he was just as badass. Mm-hmm. Like, he was fucking cool. That, that, toe cutter. The bad guy was the same yeah. guy in all of the same. Oh, yeah. He was a different was in... bad guy, no. toe cutter. Oh, Only okay. in the first one. Only in Road Warrior yeah. was he Toe Cutter, who was like the leader of that gang. Yeah. And then he came back in, Immor- in Immortal Fury Joe. Road, Immortal yeah. To be oh, Immortal cool. yeah. Joe. So that was pretty awesome, and he looked great. Yeah. Like, I love the costume design. The makeup so was cool. Good. The acting was good. The choices were good. I mean, if you had to put anybody as Mad Max, you've got to pick Tom Hardy. Yeah, I, th- I think it's absolutely deserving of being the best film of the year. Yeah. I just I I think Drew you probably hit on the head like I just yep. didn't I didn't see the first series at the right time to have that emotional connection to the series yeah. but yeah it's like show a Princess Bride to somebody who's never yeah, seen exactly. it yeah exactly like what the fuck yeah <laughs> but I I get yeah, I seeing guess. how amazing the achievement is that they did yeah yeah, yeah. all right so what's your number one Mad Max all right. yeah. Uh, yeah you know it 
to uh, Tour de Force. I mean, it was uh, to put it mildly. I mean, it, it's it's escapist medium at at its greatest. You know, I mean, it took me out of reality and put me in this other world. And like my buddy said, it was distracting. You know, and it was in like involving at the same time. The special effects were incredible. I have the utmost appreciation for all the crew that worked and beat their, themselves up on that, especially the Steadicam guys. You know, <laughs> oh, and, you can't imagine um, the stunt I mean, performers. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> yeah. Freak, I mean, everything about it is just the way the mo- a movie should be. I mean, don't get me wrong. Star Wars was an event that I'm glad that I was able to experience because, like Nick was saying, it's something that doesn't happen often. You know, when the credit scroll came on and we heard the theme, it was like, I'm back. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but Mad Max, for at least for this year, was definitely far and away just the most entertaining, the most fun, the most edge of my seat. It promised, it told me what it was going to deliver, and it delivered on everything. It's interesting. It held back nothing. Because I, I think you would agree, Drew, that it, it doesn't have a nostalgia thing. No. It's something else. Yeah, the only yeah. thing nostalgic is is I already know that world. You yeah. know what I mean? Like we've been in that world so many times. It's right. like going back. It's not seeing the same. St- it's not, not nostalgia. It's it's no. like it didn't give me like chills. It's like yeah. going to going to the city you've been to before, but going to a different club. Right, something else you know, is going, going on, yeah. and it's just like one long nonstop chase. Yeah, exactly. And and I thought the I thought the score was incredible. Yeah, and the way they presented it, even if the other Mad Maxes didn't exist, and this was the only one, it still stands out by itself yeah. as just okay. yeah entertainment, a movie. Pure and simple, you know. I thought it was cool too that one of the brides was Elvis's granddaughter. <laughs> yeah, there were also, some people with history in that. Also, family. one of the brides was Lenny Kravitz and Lisa Bonet's daughter. Yeah, <laughs> and also one of the brides married the flaming guitarist right. guy. Yeah, uh, the redhead. Yeah, that was cool. She was the hottest. I love that so. guy, man. He was so cool. <laughs> yeah, no, he's just sitting out there, freaking strumming away with a blindfold over his eyes, yeah. you know, and a flaming guitar. For how many days? Guitar. What an yeah. amazing Halloween costume for yeah. next year, right? <laughs> yeah, with the flames. So, yeah. And you know, now all, all like everything, I'm, it's changed the way I talk about things. You know, on on the last film set I was working, everyone was going talking around, walking around, talking and saying, "Witness me! Witness me!" <laughs> You know, no, <laughs> mediocre and stuff. And, you know, it's 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 Herds. changed our perception about that. So it, that's you know, you've hit a, a a big film when people are just talking about it all the time in the most random times on a film set or in other you know mm-hmm. scenarios. So all right, we're gonna wrap this up with Drew and pretty much put a cap on the Tom Hardy. <laughs> dick-sucking session that we've had here. Um, <laughs> Plenty of room first, for everyone. First movie that, it, that in a while that I've literally, like, shouted at my TV and, like, been so excited about and, and so visceral uh, is, is Legend. Um, extremely well-acted, extremely fun, funny, serious, violent when it needs to be. Um, just such... Not to be confused with the Tim not, Curry legend. Not, not to be confused with the Tom Cruise legend. The, the Tom Hardy play, <laughs> playing a set of twins. Um, the and, Cray Brothers. The Cray Brothers. There was a film in the 80s, um, Spandau Ballet played the Cray Brothers, and it's just called The Craze, I believe. Mm. Crazy, crazy fun. Um, 
reminds me of, of the only thing I can I can reference is Train Spotting in a, in nice. a film that I've had that much fun watching Mayhem and watching just bullshit. So love it. Very good. Can you understand what they're saying the whole time? No. Okay. No, you're, you're, you're <laughs> I just really. Thought train Spotting. I have. I really need some time. Really can't. It's <laughs> it. A lot of the dialogue is lost. Cute love story. Cute. Uh-huh. Cute. Um, great action. But yeah. Where do you put uh, the where do you put Legend um, compared to Bronson? Bronson may be my may be my favorite uh, top five movie. It's definitely top five movies of all time. So oh, I wow. can't I can't really. It's fucking good. Uh, um, just because of performance wise. Yeah. Just performance wise, I think it's one of my five. Fa- it's my favorite Raffin movie, and I love his movies. Mm-hmm. And it's my favorite Tom Hardy movie, and I love his movies. Mm-hmm. So. Hmm. That's hard hard to say, but it, it's up there. I mean, it's. Were you a fan of Chopper? Um, Same story, but uh, Eric Bana played the character. No, I didn't see it. Oh, check it out. Okay. All right. Well, made by the dude that did uh, Assassination of Jesse James. And oh, Antonin really? Softly. Is it fucking good? Yeah. Is it four hours long? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Like this goddamn podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, we started this at four thirty, and it's seven. It's awesome. <laughs> two hours and 35 minutes. That's fine. Well, that's fine. That's, we'll, we're going to chop this in. shit up. Yeah. All right. This concludes episode one do of Chip Chat Do you want to do Oscar stuff or save that? When are the Oscars? Or, when are, yeah. yeah. You know what? February? Yeah. Okay. I thought she was outstanding and she just like kicked everybody's ass in that film. So I'd love to see her win it. What about you? Uh, yeah, I've only seen, of those films there, I've only seen The uh, Hateful Eight, so... <laughs> so you got to give it to her. God, I to <laughs> I'm to, sure the Academy is in the same boat. They're just yeah. going to vote for oh, her. Oh, no, no, the, the, Aca- seen it. <laughs> the Academy is going to vote for whoever they like the most, regardless of whether they've seen the movie. That's how of course. it works. Right. So. Yeah, dude, totally. Right. So. Rachel McAdams. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's the Weinstein Awards. Why don't we just call it that? <laughs> Next. Jennifer Jason Lee um, in The Hateful Eight was a goddamn cartoon character. Um, <laughs> she really was. I mean, she was great. Come on. It, it was wonderful. Everybody and, was a goddamn cartoon yeah, oh, yeah, character. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I'm not, that's, not a, that's not a dig. It's just not a Best Actress Award. You know? Um, I, I, I give it... I, I don't know, Rooney Mara? I can't say. I haven't seen Carol, but I I'll Jones say Rooney Mara. Rooney Mara's all right, but But you haven't seen Carol, though. <laughs> Neither have you. I, I haven't either, so. Sporting Maybe actor. Actors should go to the dude. Sporting Carol. actor, can we make this easy and anybody but whoever the fuck Mark Ryland is? Uh, I was going to go against that. And all right. So, Who's your best actor pick? Best supporting actor pick. Sorry. It's Christian Bale for The Big Short, Tom Hardy for The Revenant, Mark the Ruffalo Buffalo Spotlight, Mark Rylance for Bridge of Spies, and then Sylvester Stallone for Creed. So, yeah, I still have not seen Bridge of Spies. But from everything I've heard about Mark Rylance is that he is one of the greatest stage actors of all time. And that that has made me excited about seeing this film. Okay. So, and he has very limited feature film credits. So it's really exciting to see whatever it is that he does, just knowing that uh, the pedigree that he has and the way that people perceive him. 
Uh, I love the idea of Stallone uh, winning because he was a lot of fun. But of the people <laughs> that I saw, fun. yeah, it was. It's cool. It's cool for Stallone to you know to win with that character again. Jaws and public um, stairs. But uh, yeah, it's Mark Ruffalo for me again in Spotlight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I very much value um, understated, subtle, nuanced performances, and Mark Ruffalo absolutely does that in Spotlight. He does so. that in every, almost everything. Yeah, he does. Even, even the Hulk. Yeah, you know the Hulk was great. Yeah. Except for the Hulk parts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Bruce Banner. All right, Frank, who's your pick for best supporting actor? Tom Hardy in The Revenant and Definitely. his beard and his beard. Yes, in that order. Yeah, I think what went for me is that the final line he uh, he gives yeah. to um, Leo when they're when they're fighting the the, the line where he says um, to enjoy his revenge, you know, because his son is never coming. He just has so many great lines that really drive that. The, the, the revenge plot so much and um, so I enjoyed his performance yeah I've only seen The Revenant and Creed uh, so I have to go with Tom Hardy I probably would go with him anyway um, even if I'd seen all these films just because I was so impressed with his performance in The Revenant so what about you Mike? Uh, I've only seen on that list The uh, the Revenant so Tom Hardy <laughs> okay we are a uh, flat out <laughs> movie lovers here. I've seen all of them but Bridge of Spies. Um, Revenant? I don't know who that is. Christian Bale, I'd say. Has he yeah, won, he's really, has really he won one there. yet? Has he won an Oscar yet? Uh, That's really what people care about. Yeah, just, like, just give it to him. Yeah, just give it to like I, Tom Hardy's going to win several down in, in the next years or whatever. Right? Yeah, yeah, Christian Bale, why not? Ruffalo, why not? Uh, any of those are good. Stallone, that's okay. stupid, but it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I, I, would, yeah. love, I yeah. would love to see him. Any go of up those there. are fun. I would love to see that. Yeah. Uh, I would love to see Mark Ruffalo, too. So, best actress uh, there's Kate Blanchett in Carol, Brie Larson Room, Jennifer Lawrence for Joy. That looks fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte Rampling. All right, we're going to start with uh, best directing. I thought it would be best director as the category, but I, I copied and pasted this off online. Um, off so. online? <laughs> online, it must so, be. That sounds legit. very good. Lobster 2. <laughs> let's, uh, let's start with Nick. So what we're going to do. Lobster 2. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Um, yeah, so our Oscar nominations in directing are Adam McKay for The Big Short, George Miller, Mad Max Fury Road, Alejandro, uh, I think that's Gonzalez, Nurito for The Revenant, Lenny Abrams, Abramson for Room. Anybody see Room, by the way? Uh, as one great. of my favorite actresses ever. I have not seen it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom McCarthy for Spotlight. So, uh, Nick, of these films i know you haven't seen room but or revenant but you saw the other three mm-hmm. yeah uh, I, um, what, what gets your what would get your vote you i i i, I love the fact that adam mckay is nominated for best director that makes me so happy cause why is that he, uh because i mean he does stuff like you know anchorman and uh created a uh, funnier die and he's been overlooked because he's a comedy director but the big short is really really fucking good really really brilliant do you need money no, he had nothing to do okay. with that at all. So, um, so it's just exciting to me to see him get nominated. Uh, that said, I think of of these people, George Miller. I mean, he's the one who had the the clearest vision and the ability to lead that entire team to execute what Mad Max yeah. was. Um, so that would have my vote. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about you, Frank? I am going to say Adam McKay um, in the Big Short because it took <clears throat> such a gargantuan topic. It mm-hmm. is. Mm. So complex 
and made it incredibly relatable for the average person who doesn't understand economics, you know, real estate policy, all that stuff. And they did it in such a unique way. Um, and the story was just really engaging, um, and it was really fun. Um, I like the way they, they broke down the fourth wall with, uh, with Margot Robbie and Selena Gomez, and just the things that they did to tell the story and make it easy to understand and relatable was just phenomenal. So, uh, nice. Okay, um, so I've seen Mad Max, The Revenant, and I haven't seen the other films. So my opinion is, you know, pretty pretty <laughs> narrow, uninformed. So I, I would have to go with George Miller as well, based on what I saw. Um, you know, even though I love The Revenant, the directing is fantastic. I just think, you know, you're 70 years old, you're doing a film like Mad Max. Um, the guy is just a fucking genius. Like, I, I haven't seen anything like that um, to the to that extent as far as an action film. So I got to give it to him, but I have not seen any other films. So I can't really say. That's just my pick. And I hope he wins it. Man, Max. Okay. I agree. Yeah. Uh, same reasons, you know. I mean, mm -hmm. he achieved everything that he wanted to, and uh, nothing was held back. Yeah. You know? And on true. top of that, I heard he was a pretty easygoing director, despite oh. the long days. You know? So, That's I mean, cool. <laughs> I can appreciate someone like that. I'm guessing Enrito wins again, but I am so, maybe more than any other director I've uh, ever, pulling for Adam McKay. Yeah. Because he's a comedy guy, he's a Chicago guy, second city guy, improv guy, who's, cool. who's made these fantastic fucking movies over the years. They're such a huge part of our culture. <laughs> yeah, they, they, how many time Anchorman quotes do, do we have? And right. just... Zero. And makes movies from from uh, improvisation and from comedy sensibilities, and now he's doing something that's bigger, more dramatic, better. I just, I really, really hope that he wins. Yeah, that and would be cool. He's just such a, and he's such a cool guy. I, I, I had the, the benefit of, of being able to workshop with him in Chicago. Nice. Just such a fucking cool, nice dude. Just the kind of guy you want to be famous. You so. kind of relate. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's. Uh, if I could have his career, I would. Uh, <laughs> you would sell your soul. I would, I, would, I would do that. I would do. I would do his career. Okay. By the way, another really good film, Starry Eyes. Starry Eyes. But I think it was 2014. Uh, speaking of selling your soul, uh, Best Supporting <clears throat> Actress. There's Jennifer Jason Leigh in Hateful Eight, Rooney Mara, and does Carol. anyone give a shit about any of these? Honestly. I do. I absolutely. No, do. no, no. I mean, of the, in this category in particular. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yes, yeah. I do. Rachel McAdams, Spotlight, Alicia Vikander, The Danish Girl, and Kate Winslet in Steve Jobs. Okay. Yeah. So, again, what have you seen or who do you think? Um, I've seen a couple or a handful of these. <laughs> um, my vote is uh, Rachel McAdams, Spotlight. Uh, I love Rachel McAdams. I think she's fantastic in everything she's in. She's another kind of Channing Tatum type person where, you know, pretty girl syndrome type of situation. Uh, Does she do a lot of sniffing in this film, by the way? <laughs> she did a lot of that True Detective too. I just want no, to she does. And, and okay. here she just, she just plays very much an everyday person and does a fantastic job. And like I said about that movie, it's very unshowy and it's just, this is just a human being that exists in the world, and that's cool. it. And didn't try to do anything additional to that. So okay. that would be my my vote. What about you, Frank? Um, well, because I've only seen. The Hateful Eight. <laughs> I'm automatically going to have to go with that one by default. Yeah. yeah. As much as I'd like to go with Rachel McAdams because she's my dreamy Hollywood crush. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I'll go with uh, Hateful Eight. 
Okay. And but, then, uh, good God, help me with her pronunciation, anybody. Sarice Ronan. Sarice Ronan. I love her. I've loved her since Lovely Bones. Oh, that, that in, oh yeah. That, in that, Brooklyn. That, that person. And she was also um, she was in, in uh, uh, Spy Game. that movie she was with... Spy Game as well. Hannah? Yeah, Hannah. So my my pick on that is uh, Brie Larson room. And you didn't see room. Nope. But you love Brie Larson. Who cares if we've seen the movie or not? It doesn't matter. Why I think Brie Larson out is fantastic. <laughs> uh, Short term twelve is just so fucking incredible that she, that she's just won All everything right. for me. Uh, Anything Brie Larson, she's in, she Jessica be. Chastain, and Emily Blunt. Who? Oh, uh, Jessica, Jessica Chastain. Chastain. Yeah. Wow. You know she's about. Age. Oh God! I know she's ancient. Okay, <laughs> I'm just wondering. How old is it? Don't worry about it. All right, so you're gonna go with Brie Larson Room, even though you haven't seen the. Yeah, film. I just love her as an actress. I Good think God! Great. How bad does Joy look? It how looks awful. Fucking bad does Joy look? I don't even know. Does somebody tell me what to think about it? It's Sucks. Joy. It's what? Oh God! Robert it's a David De Niro, o. Russell film. Robert De Niro is playing like a parody of himself, basically. Yeah. It's, and it she sells vacuum cleaners or some dumb it shit. It looks so know. bad. Okay. All right, Frank. I'm feeling a little Jennifer Lawrence backlash. Frank, you've seen none of these movies. None of those. And I don't know who you pick. It's none of them. Just pick Brie Larson. Yeah. I'm gonna, none of them. Okay, uh, I'm going to pick Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Love Sarah C. Ronan. Um, the way Seriously? I live now is, or, or how I live now uh, is such a weird, underrated movie. If you guys haven't seen mm-hmm. it. Um post-apocalyptic just her basically the way I live this, now yeah the, uh, okay. uh, I live, yeah anyway really really good she, she's just so natural she's just a super super natural actress and I yeah I, I dig her a lot and she's all natural <laughs> she yep. is okay yep cool. she's free range <laughs> all she, she really is free range say Orsi alright best actor uh, best actor we got Brian Cranston from uh, Trumbo uh, Matt Damon in The Martian, Leonardo DiCaprio in The Revenant, Michael Fassbender, Steve Jobs, and Eddie Redmayne in The Danish Girl. Um, I honestly don't give a shit about any of these. <laughs> <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen any of them. And you haven't seen any of these? I haven't seen any of these films. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're all good actors, and they've all done stuff in the past that nominated, but I don't give a fuck. All right, so, well, if me. you were one of the people who had to, got a vote, who would you... Who would you check? For? I would just give it to DiCaprio because just, just in case, yeah. like in case DiCaprio <laughs> died case. tomorrow, like yep. at least he got a, his Oscar. Yep. All right. <laughs> give it to DiCaprio post. for Wolf of Wall Street. Give it that to him. Post what every <laughs> fucking person is yeah. going to say too. Yep. All right. Post Frank, what's your pick? I'm going to go Leo. All right. Um, I think Why he just that? has the strongest performance overall. Even though you haven't um, seen the other films, I've seen The Martian. <laughs> I've seen Steve Jobs. Okay. Um, so in comparison to those that I've seen, he gives the strongest. Oh, you saw Steve Jobs. Was it good? No. Okay. I, I heard otherwise. I didn't know. I mean, this film, Steve Jobs, uh, kind of seemed to get his character. That even well, right. Ashton I feel Kutcher. like even Ashton a, Kutcher. There was like three. Arabian <laughs> Ashton Kutcher. There was like three Steve Jobs stage films. and punked. Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> There's too many Steve Jobs films that came out all at the same yeah, time. Yeah, at the same time. Exactly. So Jobs this this Jobs like flew the fuck under the yeah. radar. So I don't know anybody that saw it besides you. At least you look um, closer to Steve Jobs than Ashley Kutcher. Yeah. I don't want to see Eddie win for this. I mean, he yeah, already he played won for Steve, Hawking last Right. He already played Hawking's. I don't want to see him play a woman. I don't give a shit. He'll probably win because of it, though. Yeah. 
Um, Eddie Redmayne starting to feel a little like Jennifer Lawrence to me. Yeah. Where it's just like, well, he's in a movie. Let's give him a nomination. Right, right. So Get over weird it. Looking. Yeah. yeah, he's not a British butthole. I would like no. so. And huh. Fassbender, Fassbender. I've seen him do good things. I'm sure he's great. And Steve Jobs. I have no interest in seeing it. Um, Matt Damon, The Martian. I saw The Martian. Okay. Um, Matt Damon is an okay actor. This is not a good performance. It's just whatever. It's not a great film. It's a B film. It's a not a B not a B movie. It's a A B C. It's a B film. It's okay. It's an okay. Character. Right. Um, I'm sure Brian Cranston is fucking badass in Trumbo. I'd love to see Trumbo. I have not seen it yet. I'd probably give it to him for sure if I hadn't seen The Revenant instead of Trumbo. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with Leo. I would really like to see him win this award for The Revenant. I think it would be well deserved for the first time in his fucking life. Yeah. Satanic fucking bullshit. Not a fan of The Departed. Over he's made other films besides Titanic. I know, but we're talking okay. about Oscar nominated, right? <laughs> Are those the only two he's been nominated for? Yeah, Aviator. <laughs> Anything else? Aviator, Aviator sure. Too young. To me, too young for the Hughes part. No, but he's not. He's the right uh, There's no such thing as too young. You agreed with me earlier. <laughs> Cunt. <laughs> Over to Mike. <laughs> Who do you pick for best actor? Uh, I'm going to give it to Matt Damon because I thought The Motion was an A film and uh, <laughs> it is not. he's a great actor. And the other reason is I don't want Leo to have it because I feel like it will cheapen him. Once he what? gets the naked golden man, he's going to stop putting all his all into his characters. So I want I him to. So I want him to keep striving. You know, Mike, it's I don't like, think you understand how. <laughs> I don't know, I know how, how it works. works. I think it's. I think that was the dumbest statement I've ever heard. Look at I, I think it's important Whoa. because, Harry like, think of Scorsese. Mallory. He got the departed. He got. He got it for the departed, and, and then, then what? It went downhill after yeah, that. And then he went. Yeah, Daniel Day after my left foot. No, no, he turned into a Meryl Streep, all the shit that she's put in. Well, that's kind of true. That one is kind of true. No, but uh, I mean, what about Mamma Mia? (laughs) You know, if Leo wins it, I'm not going to say that he didn't work his ass off to do it. Yeah, because he did take his pants off and climb inside a carcass. But that's method acting, and honestly, that type of stuff doesn't really impress me as much as script. It doesn't really, yeah, it doesn't really impress me as much as as it may impress the the novice who isn't around actors all the time. They are willing. Depending on the actor, they're willing to do a lot of shit to stay in character to do their role. Yeah. So just because you know he did this, just because he ate you know raw liver, blah blah blah. I don't really or rabbit or what have you. You know it doesn't it does that doesn't impress me. So I mean, I'm gonna give it to Matt Damon because I enjoyed his performance. Yeah. Brian Cranston, yeah. I'm sure, is great. Yeah. Matt, Matt Damon can kind of eat a dick. He's, he doesn't, I mean, he, he's not an Oscar <laughs> actor. He's not an Oscar actor. No, he's not. Actor. He's, and he's not. still not. He's good. He's okay. He's, he's serviceable. Um, Leo's, Leo's gonna win. I think Matt Damon's fantastic. <laughs> Leo's, Leo's gonna win. Um, yeah? Although I don't agree. He should win for this because being cold and injured is pretty fucking easy when you're cold and injured. Uh, kind of what Mike was saying. Yeah. Just, was he I mean, literally cold and injured? Yeah, it had, to, had to have been. Anyway, cold. I, th- I love Leo DiCaprio, and I think he should have uh. won several by now, but not for this. Several. But he's going to win for this. Um, and several. Yeah, I think Wolf of Wall Street and uh, Aviator. But, uh, that's I, two. I also love, yeah, that's several. Gangs of uh, New York? Also, Gangs of New York. Oh, all right, I'll no. take that too. Uh, Supporting. Yeah. 
Uh, I would love to see Fastbender, but I mean, not for jobs. Fast yeah. But I, I don't see any other. I would be shocked if Fastbender. Yeah, they, you can't. I don't see any other way but DiCaprio. I, I really think that it, Eddie's going to win again. But Murphy, we'll see. maybe. Yeah, yeah, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. All right. All right. Best picture. Best picture. Your entire fucking reputation relies on what you say right now, Nick I don't, Forte. Think, anyone, I don't think anyone's okay. listening to this, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> not right now. Listen, best picture. All right. Got, we got the big what, short. What? Ah, ah. All right, tell I'm me what, what are, Yeah, okay, moderator. We got the big short. We got Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant, Room, and Spotlight. You know what? Pretty good. Yeah. A pretty good yeah. selection for yeah. oh, the this was a fucking Oscars. This was a great year this for movies. This was a good movies. year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last year was garbage. All right, this pretend year you're a full-on Hollywood Jew with some Paul. All right? <laughs> <laughs> who would you pick? And whoever you pick is going to win. All right. Well, who I would pick... You suck the dick of a wine <laughs> So your pull is big. How did All you right. know about that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Video. I would, I would pick the big short for best picture. All right. Uh, I think Matt Max is going to win. You do? Yeah. I get that it deserves to win. But to me, big short of this list was the, was the strongest of these films. What are the criteria for the actual best picture? Oh, oh man. Yeah, no Which are they looking I would love to know the answer to that. Okay, the big show was my favorite film, but I would say Mad Max is the best film on Remember, this list. Dude, okay. Oh, man out of time. If you could pick the winner, it would be the big short. All right. Yeah. But Mad Max deserves it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. All right, Frank. Okay. You're in charge. Who's your pick? I'm in charge. This is a strange thing because I didn't particularly enjoy. I found it to be obnoxious. Uh-huh. Um, it was too fucking loud. It was just too fucking loud. Oh, it was just, too loud. But I, if I had to just, it, it was too loud. And, but what it did it was my little pussy hurt. really <laughs> <laughs> too much bass. Ouchie on my pussy. It was, it was more it's... obnoxious than anything. <laughs> but he like there's not, not, not enough boxing. punching in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> there, yeah, there's definitely not enough boxing. It is. The most original um, movie on this list, um, and even though I, I didn't like it, it also was very impactful because I didn't like it that much. It just it it, uh, it was very colorful. It was that the action was phenomenal. The technicality to what they had to do and had to achieve on the set was really really impressive. Mm-hmm. So um, I would definitely say that. Yeah. Works. Especially, you know, as a, as a filmmaker, part of a crew, you know, sometimes I see these films of, like, huge proportions, and I think, like, what it actually takes for all of these people with years yeah. of experience to come together and actually pull it off, and it's yeah. very impressive. Um, so, wow. E. Best picture. In my opinion, Mad Max will not win, based on the politics of the Oscars. Um I think The Revenant can win, and I feel it deserves it. Um, I feel like on every level of filmmaking, it is like an A+. Um, even though I prefer personally the Mad Max, if I could choose and if I had the decision-making ability to actually like push through a film, it would, it would be Mad Max, no doubt. Um, but realistically... You know, I think the Revenant will win and it deserves to win, and that's my that would be my Oscar pick. Huh. What about you? I believe plus Mexicans. Oh right, 
What? And Don Hall Gleason. Okay. Um, well, I still think the, uh, I mean, as much as I would love to win one, the Oscars, I think, are nowhere near as uh, comprehensive or as specific as the Golden Globes, where they actually require you to watch the films that you're voting on versus the Oscars, where... I'm going to call bullshit real quick. Ooh. Uh, just because this is a list of, of some of the Golden Globe films that were... Some of the films that were nominated for Golden Globe, and it includes... Best Picture? Best Picture, uh, Spy, and Joy. Yeah. And that's it. That's all I need to say. Okay. Is Spy was nominated oh. for a Golden Globe. Spy is an a entertaining best comedy. Entertaining comedy. You're talking about best comedy? It, it's in the... It's yes, in the, it's under best comedy, but best, best comedy. motion picture, well, musical comedy. fine, best okay. picture. I could see that over The Martian. Either, either way, here... So, my, my, my <laughs> deal is my deal is this. I, I agree that because also of the... Also, The Tourist. That Johnny Depp piece of shit movie... Was nominated for a Golden Globe. Man, okay. why you gotta ruin the Golden Globes? Because they suck. I, I yeah. well, so that's my, that's, You just changed you know, my entire outlook. My, I don't like my, that. That's my. You know, I mean, the the my opinion is that you know because they actually have to watch the movies yeah. they vote on. Nick I think is it has more. <laughs> my vote is for Mad best. Max Fury Road, uh, despite right. the fact that it's it may not win because of these stupid politics. I want Mad Max to win, but even more so, I want Star Wars to actually win. What are, the, what are these it's politics you guys are talking about? I know it's Star not Wars even in there. Star Wars can't win. The fact of the, the, fact of the matter is if that... If you were there hosting be, it, you were Chris Rock, you'd just be like, fuck you, Star the, Wars. Honestly, there has to be, and don't mind fuck the you, pun, there has to be a sea <laughs> yeah. change. There has to be a sea change inside the film industry. Oh, Crown Chimp film story. I know. Sea change. Um, there has Starring to be no. AJ Davidson. Yeah, there has to be a sea Lee change inside the film Tom, industry. There Tom are Meister. emerging genres that have a lot going for them. Yeah, so I, I mean, that. I'm my vote is for Fury Road. Um, the Revenant was nice. The Martian was fun. Nice. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen any of the other ones, so but <laughs> I, I really right. believe that the Oscars, We're so good. the Oscars do the least justice to Best Picture category. All right. So Drew, big the short. moment we've all been waiting. A big short. Big short. Big short. Hundred right. percent. Did you see it? I did. Loved all right. Uh, you know what? I need to see it. I, I really. Need I do to want see to see it. it. I have it if you want. All right. Thanks to Mike, our terrible sound guy. The uh, battery died because he wasn't paying any attention. So. That's the conclusion of episode two of Chimp Chat and Chill. Thanks for listening, and uh, yeah, bye.